0: Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. hello 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 welcome back to a whole nother episode of a whole mood you know last week we got a lot of feedback and i never get feedback so if y'all feel led to like listen to my show and talk to me while you listen to my show i would love to hear your feedback on it last week's episode was probably the main episode where i kind of got like a whole bunch of like people commenting or laughing or whatever but no it was cute thank you mark and chris for sharing y'all's story even though Y'all, we have recorded two whole hours. That episode was only 30 minutes long. Editing is probably my least favorite part. Now, it was a lot that y'all didn't get to hear, but I was glad how it turned out. So, this week's guest, we're going to have to bring him back. And it's kind of crazy (laughs) because I try not to repeat, I've never had the same guest in a matter of like less than a month. I had to bring Brandon to come back on this conversation because really, ideally, I wanted Brandon on this particular conversation. (laughs) But he wanted to do the whole King's conversation over there. So I let him do that too. Listen. So yes, we got Brandon coming back. Hey, Brandon. Yeah.
1: Hey, what's up? Listen, in my defense, you know what I'm saying? My introduction to the world of A Whole New Mood, I wanted to be like, chill, you know, let them get to know like Ooh. a nicer, calmer side of me before we get into the thick
0: of it, you know what I'm saying? That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, we did get a little precursor of the Virgo ways of Brandon. Wow. <laughs> No, but you know what? That's so crazy. Like, I have sibling relationships with Virgos. Sammy, who was on the gold digging episode, she's a Virgo. Very particular type of taste. She knows what she wants and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But here's my thing about y'all, and especially when it comes to you. And I think even as it pertains to this topic, the similarity between us is we won't settle for nothing less than what we want, right? Absolutely. But I feel like where we differ, and I'm just saying like you and me, you are more of a hopeless romantic than me. I've softened up through the years. Through that softening up, I've, you know, entertained the idea of companionship versus who I was before. But you have always been more of a hopeless romantic than me. And that blows me. (laughs) <laughs> because some of your ideals, I'm like, well, how do you come with, up with that? But we're going to talk about it. Okay. We Let's are going to talk. talk about it. Yes, oh my God. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So like what I said, based on the documentary of Sex, Love, and Goop with Gwyneth Paltrow, if you guys haven't caught it on Netflix, I encourage you to watch it. I feel like it will really broaden your perspective on intimacy and sex. And so this is probably the last series that I'm going to do on this. As it pertains to the gay community, LGBTQA plus community, how I feel, this is my opinion, there's lack of intimacy within how we view companionship, how we view relationships. Or in the dating space or in the hookup space, whatever have you. I just feel like intimacy isn't there based on the stigmas that we have with tops and the bottoms and the first people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like categorized based on this form of identity or who we already perceive them to be based on where they fit in in the bedroom. So where do you stand when it comes to that?
1: Straight up, um, definitely I identify as the top.
0: I mean, and and
1: all honestly, I'm going to say I've been in this game for a while. I've had a lot of experiences throughout my life. You know what I'm saying? I kind of got started messing around when I was in high school. So I tried a little bit of everything, just being completely honest. And I feel that, you know, at this point, I'm, you know, going on 35. I'm pretty solid. I enjoy being the top more than anything. And I would prefer to. Steer away from the bottom
0: side of things. What was that journey in you discovering your preferences? Did you know in the very beginning? That's the question. No,
1: of course not. Because, you know, it was really like a discovery phase. In high school, I went through some interesting phases. Like the Brandon that you know now was a completely different Brandon. my freshman year. This was before you even came into the picture.
0: Oh, right. Okay. You
1: met me my senior year in high school. By then, I had kind of yeah. refined a lot. I was interested in piercings. So... I decided to pierce my belly button. I pierced my own belly button with a safety pin, right? Oh, my God. And so God. Um, I also pierced my own ears with a safety pin. I also pierced what my nose with you? a safety pin. I'm telling you, I went through a whole phase. You but know? you
0: know what? The mobile boys used to do that shit all the time. And then they used to put fucking Q-tips in their ears so mm-hmm. it wouldn't get infected or something. Oh, well, yeah. I well, it was that. a matchstick. It was a matchstick. Right. That was what yeah. does. that's the truth. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I did that. You know, I went through this phase where, you know, I wore like my gray contacts and green contacts. Yeah. I used to have like a S curl in my hair, have my hair spiked up. I used oh to like God. wear my t-shirt like tied up, you know, like into yes. like a crop top. Um, yes. I went through this thing where I would do my little Erica Badu like rap thing on my head. Yes, like, I, I, through, I
0: remember that. But
1: I, I seriously went through a phase. But like at that time, you know, just really kind of exploring sex. And I know I probably would have been a little young to really explore then. But I explored everything: oral for the first time, being penetrated for the first time, actually penetrating somebody for the first time, actually having sex with a female for the first time. Like I was trying everything back then. You know. Yeah. Just to see, you know, how things
0: happen. Yeah, that sounds very much like my high school experience. <laughs> yeah, you know, I
1: mean, and that's just and that's just being real. And I mean, yeah. you know, like I said, like even like some of my friends to this day, I know some people that are absolute tops, but we've all experimented together at an early age. My point is, I feel like everybody has a journey where they might try something and then basically would decide, like, I like it, I don't like it, or, hey, you hit on this in an, on another episode, like, I would possibly do this for a certain person, or I won't do it for a certain
0: person, mm. you And know? see, that's the part that I feel like is yeah. kind of fucked up, because I want to think in the mind, okay, we're going to get into the mind of what yeah, a top would think, so why is it that they stray away from, quote-unquote, bottoming?
1: Honestly, though, I, I really don't think it's as deep as, you know, people make it out to be, it's just, like, what I like and what I don't like.
0: You know what I but enjoy why of. is it that you don't like it, and why is it that you feel like the other person has to like it for you?
1: Okay, I'm gonna make it simple. Some people like yes. being peed on, and some people don't like being peed on. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If I don't like it, I just don't like it. It's not to say okay. that it's good or bad or it's wrong or it feels good or it don't feel good. It's just something I don't like, and it's literally yeah. just that simple.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. So is it like <laughs> you don't run a deal with the pain? Is it? It's like... not even about. The pain, like, okay,
1: and I'll be completely honest. The title of this episode is Dominance. I like to be dominant. I don't necessarily care for somebody being dominant on me. And that also has something to do with something that, you know, we've talked about in the past about, you know, the people that I'm attracted to and this and that, you know, I don't really date guys that are my size or bigger. You know, because mm-hmm. mentally, I feel that you're going to try to dominate me. and That's not my vibe,
0: you know? Okay, so, so do you feel as if your preference is like somebody kind of minimizing their dominance to be with you? Or do you actually prefer somebody identify more of a feminine way? And it doesn't
1: necessarily have anything to do with being feminine. Because okay. I've dated many masculine guys that just enjoy being submissive this conversation kind of really taps into that whole heteronormative type thing yes right you, uh, again hit hit on this on one of the previous episodes like you might have a person that is a top that identifies as a top that enjoys penetrating but they might not actually be the most masculine person who says yeah. that just because I enjoy being the person that penetrates somebody I have to be masculine or who says right. that just because I enjoy being on the receiving side I have to be feminine it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, and I agree with you. Right. You know, I've been sexually active with feminine and masculine men. So cool,
0: yeah. Because I think when it comes to that, although you have those feelings, I do feel like people kind of approach our community where it's like there's some underlying reason as to why they don't like to be dominant, or they, yeah. you know, only typically stray away from either feminine type of dudes or whatever. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody has their story, right? But I think for those who do get with somebody that they actually want to be with and they struggle with their position as far as being a top or a bottom or whatever, have you ever been in that situation where you've struggled in positions with someone? Yeah. Absolutely. What was that like?
1: I have gone through a couple of situations where I was like, you know, let me just try something different. Let me think outside the box. Before I answer that question, let me ask you a question. Sure. Yeah. Can somebody claim that they are a top if they've been penetrated? They've allowed themselves to be penetrated? I, I
0: guess they can. I don't know. I, I think because I always, I'm going to come from a standpoint from I'm going to approach someone on an intimate level. I'm willing to do whatever long as you are willing to do whatever too. Mm-hmm. If you have just a analogous mindset on what you plan on doing and what goal you plan to accomplish and results you're trying to render, yeah. then that's only going to put me in a certain box. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be boxed in. I want mm-hmm. it to be exploratory. I want it to be spontaneous. But I feel like when you start placing those stigmas like, oh, I'm a top then that already tells us where you pretty much want to dominate me. And I have to assume a certain role. I think that's why I have the problem with certain things. And that's why I don't even encourage that because it already brings certain language to where your main focus is not to get to know me. Your main focus is to put me in a box to satisfy only you. Not even getting to know me on what intimacy looks like to me.
1: I feel you. I feel you on that. And um, honestly, like that's something that I've had to... Open my eyes to because I mean, I have gotten into that place where it's about me, you know, yeah. by me getting what I want nine times out of 10, that's going to satisfy you too. Yeah, you should enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> uh-huh. But I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that fake laugh <laughs> over time, I finally understood like that's not so, you know, that's not being real. Yeah, and, and I get right. it, I honestly get it. But going back to your original question, I would say probably every relationship that I've actually been in, it's been that. Great area or that questionable area this is why i don't want to just discredit or discount somebody just because of sex in the past i would have done that you say one thing and i'm like up oh, can't
0: talk and to. see that's what happens yeah, yeah. for real
1: I, I might be letting some amazing person go just because Of one factor of the relationship, which I mean, still, I feel like sex is an important conversation that has to be had because at some point we are going to have sex or we're going to want to have sex and we want to be able to enjoy that sex that we have. But then at the same time, there are different forms of intimacy that I personally enjoy that doesn't necessarily have to deal with penetration. And that's just completely honest, right? Maybe every relationship that I've been in has been that way. If you want to get real technical with like the, the lingo that people use now, I consider myself yeah. to be an
0: oral top. Okay, that's new. I've never, never heard, heard of it.
1: that. That's definitely a whole thing. It's basically someone who enjoys oral sex, whether it's a second dick or eating ass or just kissing, you know, second toes, nipples, whatever, just being completely oral. And that's something I'm definitely into. One of my porn idols is like Mass
0: Bandit. Like, dude is like...
1: Like, I'm serious because I fuck with him because... You are a porn
0: connoisseur. Like, I you am, be on you it. Know, you be knowing the names it. and all that I shit. I'm it. like, what?
1: I do. But he's, he's literally... <laughs> you know one of my favorite porn stars because you know he's a very dominant top but dude like loves second dick and it's so beautiful because it yeah. could be anybody you know it could be like another top it could be a bottom it don't matter if you have a beautiful penis like he going to suck that shit you know and okay. that's something that's kind of popular in porn now with a lot of tops you know a lot of tops mm-hmm. are really you know showing the fact that they actually enjoy second dick you know,
0: and I feel it because that. that's a otherworldly type of idea on how we perceive tops. Because some tops. tops really don't like to do yeah. that shit. But that, and I, I mentioned like, I that, that, that in my last episode. You did, and I nah. was just like, yeah. bro,
1: like, bro, like, and that's one of my things. Like, I don't care if you are a straight bottom. If I, I'm fucking with you because you are a man. I love the right. fact that you are a man. Every yes. strand of hair on your body, the fact that you have a dick. You know, you have an ass, the muscles, your your body shape, the way you're built. Like, that's the reason why I'm fucking with you. If that's not what I wanted, I will find a female. You know, I have no issue with fucking mm-hmm. female. So, with that yes. being said, typically a lot of the guys that I end up dating or being around, they are typically, like, verse men because I don't necessarily like, you know, strict bottoms. Mm-hmm. A lot of strict bottoms don't like, you know, to, like, their penis touched and stuff like that so that bothers me that's not something i'm into i hear you with me being attracted to diverse men it comes to the point of me actually being penetrated and again that's not something yes. that i'm really interested in in that situation a previous relationship that i was in we had an arrangement where he was allowed to penetrate other men and i would penetrate him and it went mm-hmm. beautifully for almost five years a lot of guys aren't cool with that, inviting the third person into the bedroom and that type of thing. But for me, that's it works for me. Even in a, another situation where I delved into dating somebody who I knew was a top, but he was a great guy. We both were very attracted to each other. We both kind of played around with like the whole frothing thing and just allowing the whole passion, just being around each other to kind of fulfill us. But then it came to a point of having that conversation. Like at some point, like, I'm a wanna fuck. And then at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry, like, I fuck with you, I really like you. Unless we can figure out a way to, like, allow you to fuck somebody else and us still be together, I'm not going to be able to be in a, a committed relationship with you. That's so it's
0: like else a else boundary else. crossed for you, or is it just... I really want to know, we could all sit here and say, I don't want to do that shit. And I actually said that last episode, like, you're not doing that mm-hmm. to me every time. It's very mm-hmm. seasonal for me. Like, you're not doing that mm-hmm. shit to me all the time. I really want to unpack why is it just an absolute, like, hell no. Even if you really, really like somebody. At the end of the day, it's like, I don't like it. I guess I would be wanting, like, more of I'll, a description. And
1: I'll be completely open to your listeners. I was really, really curious and wanted to understand. This person was, like, into sex toys and stuff like that. So they got me the the little G-Spot vibrator thing. And, you know, I tried mm-hmm. it. It was a very interesting feeling. You know, it was cool. I'm not saying that it was just, like, the most horrible thing. I just know that that's not something that I want to ever do, like, on a regular basis, just because I prefer right. to top. Like, that's just it. That's like, I, I've tried it, and I like as more, period. You know, you get those people like, yo, you ain't had mine yet, or you, you ain't tried yeah, me, or you guess you know, yeah. and I'm just that's like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm good. That is weird. I wish somebody would (laughs) say some shit like that to me. But no. (laughs) Last episode, we touched on like whole phases. And I'm going to tell you, because even while I was editing, I was like, er. (laughs) So we touched on it and I felt that it was a disconnection even while I was having a conversation. But I was also hearing like, chris and mark's standpoint on what a whole phase is so they mentioned that a whole phase is like seasonal or whatever and so i asked well how long does the season last because i feel like a whole phase has a start and an end but what i gathered from them is how they perceive a whole phase is it's a phase within the dating space on whether or not you're still going to be out here in these streets or you're going to actually be exclusive with somebody that's what they perceive a whole phase is
1: that's not the same
0: yeah, exactly. In my perception of a whole phase, it's like, no, this is very exploratory. This is a personal mm-hmm. journey specifically for me. There are no expectations from nobody. Like yep. to me, expectations and a whole phase, they do not set, share the same space.
1: That's, it's not so, even fair to put them in right. the same place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so
0: and that's what I feel like the disconnection came from. So I want to ask you, like, when would you say or do you feel like your whole phase is still continuing to this day?
1: Well, let me, let me actually explain that. So for okay. me, a whole phase is really recuperation.
0: Recuperation?
1: Yep. And Meaning I really go. I'm about to explain. It. Usually whenever okay. I go into like a serious whole phase, I just got out of something like a relationship or I just dealt okay. with some type of traumatic event dealing with, you know, another partner or, or whatever. And now I'm just like, I need to clear my head or I need to just like wild out for a second before I, you know, just... Cut myself off. So your
0: whole face never goes away. You use your whole face to cope.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> Honestly, man I'm just gonna be straight up, man Like, you know Some people do drugs Some people drink Man, I fuck Yeah Like, that's that's you. how I clear my mind Like, especially okay. In that past a relationship That I told you about That's literally How I end up Messing around With other people Especially in since i have in a Yeah mm-hmm. Me and that person We would go strong For a couple of months And mm-hmm. then They'll do some Outrageous, crazy Whatever thing well, uh,
0: Yeah, because I was shook If that you actually mentioned that you were in a two to three year relationship but like a relationship where because you was out here well, dating in between the time you but was- that's what i'm saying
1: it was just <laughs> like it, it was literally a cycle like i promise yeah. you it was like it was a true cycle we'll go strong for like two months they'll do something crazy we'll get into it i get on the scene start fucking around then i get tired of fucking around then i'll be like i right, i'm tired of that shit let me hit them back up or they'll hit me back up oh my and then God. we'll start that talking we'll get back cool we'll go strong for another few months then they'll do something else crazy we'll get into it yeah. i'm like man fuck that then i go start fucking around again it literally happened like as a,
0: a perfect cycle for like Toxic please. energies to these men yeah all right listeners he done already said last episode he was on that he was toxic all right he admitted <laughs> it we know we know And so with that said, I I feel like I'm very much an energy person. Like, that's why you be having them stalker type people. Because you be putting that toxic energy in them. (laughs) (laughs) Yo,
1: I'm probably going to hit myself later for saying this. But, like, my best friend said that I had toxic dick. And I was really offended by that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not you and your feelings
1: about it. I was very, very (laughs) offended by that. Why would you say that? I was just like, I was like, but I'm a good person. No, but <laughs> you, okay, you
0: are. You're a sweetheart. You really are. You know, here's the thing, though, because you even said this in the last episode you was on. You was like, listen, y'all, I'm a good person. You really be out here campaigning. You, we know you're a good person, Brandon. You just everybody a little bit boxy.
1: don't know it.
0: Who out here don't know you are a good person? I'll be the picketer. No, I'll say. <laughs> I'm like, no, Brandon is a sweetheart. He will literally give you the shirt off his back. He's just a little bit toxic, and he likes a little adventure, and he likes a little casual sex every now and then. No, don't say it like that. I feel like that's normal. I feel like I'm abnormal, and I I embrace it. Because even in the last episode, I simply said, like, I'm not outright attracted to people to be going on a one-night stand with them. And Chris was like, I'm like, "Mm, no, you know, I want to partake a little bit, but I don't. And
1: to be completely honest, so, like, I do enjoy sex. But because I enjoy sex, I know that I have to control it. I purposely will stop putting myself in, tempting myself with opportunities to fuck around. Because I know how I am when it comes to sex. This is something else you hit on, but, like, with me, like, I don't really do just that closed, emotionless kind of
0: sex. So you get a relationship dick? It, it,
1: it, that's what you call it. But, like, I can't fuck somebody that I haven't actually had a conversation My dick won't even get hard. I can't just fuck some random person off the street. Like, okay. I can't do that. Typically, for me to actually be able to get to the point of actually some type of actual sex, we have to... Have a conversation. We have to chill for a second. We have to actually like be in each other's presence. I got to get a vibe for you because if I can't get a vibe for you, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm not going to be able to be into it. I literally tried it. Like, man, it was just one time I got on Jack. Like, I don't even have a Jack no more, but I got on Jack and I was just like, man, I'm mad. Like, I'm about to find somebody to just fuck the shit out of. Oh, wow. Met this person. You know, we exchanged pictures. Everything was cool. Beautiful, gorgeous person. Right. We was kind of just like sitting there talking for like a split second, but we was headed into the bedroom. Bruh, I pulled out the rubber and I'm like trying to like put the rubber on and like my dick wouldn't even get hard. It was very embarrassing, honestly, because it was like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm cool. And they just sitting there kind of like twiddling their
0: <laughs> thoughts. And I'm like, it made you feel real geriatric. I'm like, bro, like- what's wrong? Like, this
1: person is gorgeous. Like, bro, like, what, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, like, I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling it. I literally like walked out on this person. I honestly I don't know nothing about this person. They seemed like yeah. they was a cool person. They were very attractive. I hate that. I allow myself to get to this whole hookup phase because if I would have met this person in any other terms, I would have loved to actually really date this person. But now I done okay. fucked up because like now they think my dick don't get hard. That's one thing about me. With people that I've met on dating apps and stuff like that, I would straight up tell them, like, I need to talk to you. Like, Let's meet up. Let's actually go and hang out. Like, We need to chill before we even get to that whole level of actually having sex because i know how my
0: mind works what gets brandon engaged see i'm a close friend of brandon so i know brandon has categories on his type <laughs> and i just feel like it would just be a missed opportunity for brandon to specifically explain what really gets brandon to swipe right okay wow. so <laughs> wow. Brandon, let's just go ahead and tap into it. So what really gets your ultimate engagement when it says, okay, this person is worth talking to?
1: I feel like I'm back on this dating app again. You know, what right
0: I'm like this. You is know, definitely... that's what we give. We give on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying
1: like we're on the dating app and just off of physical appearance. Is that what you're asking?
0: Absolutely. And I'ma just say we're gonna kick it off. I'm gonna just go ahead and kick it off. Brandon has a soft spot for Sandy freckled, light-skinned men. (laughs) Y'all know the ones that we talking about. You know, their nickname was probably Cornbread back in the day or people called them Red. They got the brown hair. They got the freckles all over their face. They super light-skinned. You can probably see their green veins. Ultimately, that's the main one. Now, he has categories on to try to oppose, like, I don't just like light-skinned men. But we can just start there. (laughs) He looking at me like, well... You really put me out of Thank, here. Thanks a lot of lunch. Thank you. Thank but you. hey, Thank I'll you. go ahead. I'll say for myself, honestly, I have a thing for like balding beards. I'll just go ahead and say that. For some reason, it does something to me. Now, that's not a type of mine because I've definitely ranged outside of that. But something outright, when I'm looking at somebody, that's the first thing I see. And that's the only thing that catches my eye. Now, I'm not sure if that's trauma. Or I'm not sure if that's because it reminds me of somebody that I was deeply in affection to. But I don't know. It does something to me.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, my 100%... Yes, we know. (laughs) My 100% weakness (laughs) is... I'm going to just use this word, uh, but like a twinkishly built redhead freckles
0: hands down it gets his dominance rocks hard yeah that that gets me every time
1: Mm -hmm. especially if they have the freckles like freckles period and like honestly i would say freckles like hands down are like my biggest weakness because to see a man with freckles hands down get me it doesn't really matter like what your build is like i've dated like you know thick guys with freckles you know, slim guys with freckles, tall guys, short guys. Freckles is is the thing. Um, another thing, you will get my attention if you have some thick ass, bushy ass eyebrows. I don't fucking love Oh. Eyebrows. Okay. Yeah, that's that's another believe it or not, I've actually dated more chocolate guys than light skinned guys. And I got a new thing that I've noticed that I've kind of been into is like the whole like salt and pepper. Beard. So you
0: like zaddies? No.
1: Nah, think about Baltimore. That's not Yeah, zaddy. he's
0: salt and pepper. Yeah, no, but, he's not.
1: You know, with me being a bigger guy, I like somebody that's going to be opposite of me. Like, I don't okay. want somebody that's built like me. And that's like that whole difference. It's what I'm attracted to. I'm 6'1". I don't want you to be six one. I want you to be like five eight or like six two. But if you <laughs> but I'm seriously like I know that sounds funny, but like if you're 6'2", this I want you six two, that's very
0: That's it. Yeah,
1: I'm being I'm just being honest though. But if you six two, like I want you to be like tall and lanky. But if you five eight, yeah. you could be, you know what I'm saying? You could be thicker because you are short and thick or tall and skinny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that is that's so just my funny. thing.
0: Like, that is your thing. And I'm like, dang, goodness lord. Because you only work with so such a small Rolodex of people. Like, I just feel like you really sh- shorten your possibilities of being with somebody you actually like when you think about it in uh, that way.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. because it's a, it's a lot of beautiful people out here, though.
0: Like, yes. Like, it's a
1: lot of beautiful people. Like, True. okay, your bill. I would say you have an average bill for a young black guy. Staying in that realm of man, I can meet 10 people shaped just like you but all of Mm -hmm. those 10 people that shape just like you could have all different types of characteristics. So right. what's wrong with being attracted to somebody that's shaped like you? And then I get to enjoy all different types of characteristics. Like they can be shaped like you, but be light-skinned. They can be shaped like you, but be even darker than you. They can be shaped like you and have long hair, short hair, bald hair, yeah. dreads, you know? It's so many mm-hmm. different, you know, characteristics just outside of just the body shape. Yes, I do have specific things as far as like the body shape that I like. But there's also, like, so many other characteristics that that person... And, of course, we're only talking about physical appearance right now. Right. But there's so many other characteristics that people have beyond just their body type.
0: All right. So we're going to move on to reflection questions. So first question, how are your physical sensations when a partner touches you?
1: Oh, so my love language is number one physical touch. That's Obviously. That's that's my thing. But, and again, this has nothing even to do with, like, sexual. So, you know, like, when people be talking... You know, they'll lay their hand on your shoulder as they're talking or like they'll touch your hand as they're talking, and tap you or whatever. That shit drives me crazy. Really? Me crazy. Yes, I hate when people do that. The reason why I know that physical touch is definitely my love language is because for somebody that I'm intimate with, body contact calms me. So like if I've had a stressful day and we're sitting next to each other, I would literally like either touch their hand, the back of their neck or rubbing their stomach or whatever. It calms me. It has nothing to do with anything sexual, but like just that. And then vice versa, being intimate with somebody and then they actually touch me back. That's showing like that connection. But specifically with somebody that I'm intimate with or somebody who I like. Like,
0: I feel like you should watch that documentary. Maybe I should. No, you really should. Because there's a part where this guy, he's a black guy. They do like this touch thing on him. They're like rubbing him and massaging him. Mm-hmm. And they're using, like, this uh furry little thing to kind of rub against his skin and whatnot. This man literally has, like, a spiritual orgasm just from yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's and real. I feel like I saw you in that right there. Yeah. When you just said that, I saw you in replace of him on that show. And it's I real. was like, I want that. I want what he just had. <laughs>
1: it's real. When I'm stressed mm-hmm. out, I literally
0: rub my eyebrows. Like, that comes. Do bro. you ever express your affection during sexual activities?
1: Absolutely. Kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the whole toxic dick thing. If we fucking, <laughs> it's going to be a whole, like,
0: sensual,
1: passionate type. It's going to yes. be a lot of kissing, rubbing, touching. Like, I'm right. gonna told you. I
0: wouldn't have it any other yeah. goddamn way. That's yeah. why I don't do casual shit, because yeah. some people get it twisted with casual shit. Yeah. I be wanting it, like, how it need to be right yeah it's it's definitely it don't need to feel casual
1: again that's why i said like i can't really just fuck a random i'm definitely gonna kiss you i don't want to kiss some random person. that's
0: the truth i don't want to kiss nobody random i've had friends or been around friends where we literally go to the club and next thing i know they are kissing somebody that is so strange to me i don't mean strange in a judgmental way i'm just like how can you do that if anything, I, I'll never come from a judgmental place, but I really want to understand. Yeah. And I think people kind of get that twisted. And that's okay. I know my intentions. Do you feel sexually desirable? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. The fuck? The
1: fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Let me stop. You already be calling me out. But uh, um, I do. And listen, that's something I want to actually say. to this. I've gone through a few phases in my life when it comes to like side there was a time that i definitely did not feel sexually desirable going into high school i just felt like i was just fattened it was before i like i had hit like my whole growth spurt like i was a good like five seven five eight i used to wear these huge ass glasses that sat on my cheeks and i had big juicy cheeks and stuff I, I knew that i wasn't attractive or sexually desirable but then like around my freshman year i hit my growth spurt went from like five eight to like six foot Within the year, I got slimmer by the time I graduated from high school. Like, I literally looked like a completely different person. If you held up a picture of me my freshman year and a picture of me my my uh, senior year, you wouldn't even know it's the same person. Right after I got into like a relationship back in 2014, I kind of became this like thicker guy. And now, being like a bigger guy, coming from being a, a tall, slim guy, it kind of messed with my head because I was just like, I'm this big dude now, and nobody's gonna want me. Interestingly enough, I never even understand the whole dad bod type thing. Like, people really be into that, and I really didn't get it.
0: I feel like you have a certain level of desirability that attracts people. So, do you know what that desirability is?
1: My personality. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's it because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just a real chill, cool guy. I enjoy getting to know people. People to just take me
0: all in. I swear his hopeless romanticness, (laughs) it makes me barf. And it's so crazy. We switch sides sometimes in our ideals because he is such a hopeless romantic, but yet he is so very pretentious on what it is that he wants. And I'm just like, uh, I'm open, whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. But I'm like, nah, don't be selling me no love, nigga. I
1: literally wrote a poem (laughs) one day that basically was just saying like, I got a lot of love to give, but I just want to find the person to give it to. And that's the thing, like, once you get to know me, like, looking beyond, like, physical appearance, looking beyond sex, once you get to know me, or I ain't even just going to say me, what I've learned is looking beyond physical appearance and looking beyond just sex. There's some amazing people out here. Everybody can have sex. Nine times out of ten, if it's not the best, like, at some point it's going to be And everybody
0: offering that shit.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. so, like, I'm not tripping on sex. If we have sex, it's going to be cool. Like, we're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy yes. Like, I want to get in your head. I want to understand you. See if you can have the opportunity to understand me. And let's go from there. As your listeners know, I am a Virgo. In all of its glory. I know I could be a little bit difficult. And it's not even about me being difficult. It's just like taking the time. Y'all are the
0: hardest sign to love.
1: I'm a little different from most of these other niggas y'all out here talking to. Like that's the catch, you know? Yeah. Versus like. Well, it's good that you
0: honed in on your desirability. Because I think for me, because I feel like I fight mine so much. Because I know what my desirability is. People perceive me way higher than what I actually am. And so I be trying to get people to humanize me and understand, like, I'm here. If you
1: know Alon, y'all know that Alon is an amazing person. But Alon don't know how amazing he is. And that's the crazy part about it. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, y'all have met two of my close friends that live here in D.C. And as y'all heard on a previous episode, they literally clicked off the first time that they met. You know mm-hmm. why that happened? It's because you are a dope-ass dude. That's why. Now, I'm aware person, of that. But like every person I've ever introduced you to, they've literally been like, oh my God, Alon is so cool, you know? And to boot, you're an attractive young man too. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like- I get Why that. don't you see it?
0: <laughs> no, like, I do see it. But what my thing is, and this is what I'm saying with my desirability, people have this thing where it's like, oh, he too much, I won't engage or I won't even say, hey. Like, I always feel that air about people where it's like, am I comfortable enough to speak? People will come up to you and they'll approach you and it's like super casual or super fun or whatever. I'm saying like with my desirability, it's not the same. Whereas like people will probably feel more comfortable to text me or be on some digital shit first before they get comfortable to speak to me outright.
1: Are you saying that you feel that you're not approachable?
0: Right. Why do you think that is? Why I do don't know. You- because again I was saying I feel like people have a heightened perception of me as a person that they feel like they're automatically going to be rejected when again just like what you said I know I'm a cool person. We might need to unpack
1: that one day like to figure well, out why. We can, why. we
0: got time. Well, do you think that you are approachable? Hold on, let me okay. ask this. Do you okay. want to be approached? Sure, yes, all the time. By anybody? No, I don't want to be approached by anybody. Okay. Do you feel that you offer yourself
1: in all settings as hey i'm just a cool ass guy come talk to me or do you feel that you might present someone that people might be intimidated by
0: i feel like outright even people that i know people are intimidated by me and i do hone in in that energy because Mm -hmm. i feel like that's the energy that protects me from energies that i don't need to be around at Mm -hmm. all so that's why i feel like part of me i understand it but part of me it can be a burden because Again, I'm not as approachable as you are. Get what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I get it. And, and what's yeah. interesting is, that, I mean, you might know this or you might not believe it, but I really have social anxiety. But because of my extroverted side, people think that I'm cool with, like, talking to people when in yeah. reality I really be in my own little world, minding my own little business. I was at a little house party last night. The host of the party is a good friend of mine. He was hosting a party for one of his friends' birthdays. And he had maybe about six other friends. But I don't know those people. I walk in. I do like my little, hey, everybody, <laughs> you know, a little wave. And I kind of find my little corner. I'll talk, but I will not go out of my way to introduce myself to everybody in the room. I won't go out of my way to, like, talk to everybody and get to know people. I'll be in my little corner observing the room. But see, that's the chill.
0: thing. That's the difference between me and you because I'm the very much the same way. When it comes to being around a whole crowd of people that I don't know, I'm there, but I would literally be in that corner by myself where somebody don't mind coming up to you and speaking to you. So, question four a partner suggests a new sexual experience, but you don't like the idea. What do you do?
1: I say, hell no, I'm not, I'm not.
0: Free. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with being adventurous, but again, going
1: back to like how this conversation started, if I don't like it, I don't like it, period. Okay. Now, again, I am an advocate for don't knock it until you try it but there are certain things that i'm just not gonna try when it comes to like that freaky sexual shit that people are into yeah. like, blood and shit and yeah. outside of that i'm adventurous like i'm down for threesomes i'm down for i've been to sex parties i've been to bathhouses i've you know i've done all of that like that's you know it's interesting it's not i don't my know why anymore.
0: those make me cringe I don't it's, know I mean, why.
1: The first time I went, and again, was... it's
0: not me being non judgmental. It's just not my thing. Like yeah. I really like. I find those like, oh, it just yeah. makes me feel weird.
1: The first time I went, I was in New Orleans, and it yeah. was just a very educational experience.
0: <laughs> I hear you.
1: <laughs> it was because no, like it. It had never... I'm for it for people yeah. that
0: have never experienced, but I don't even have a desire. Yeah, like see, I don't know why it just gives me heebie jeebie Sex parties, ugh.
1: Now, sex party is a little bit different
0: because... The sex I would party, rather go to a bathhouse than a sex so, party.
1: So this is the thing, though. Definitely, hands down, a sex party would be much better than a bathhouse just because uh. the host of the sex party has the ability to control what is in that environment.
0: A bathhouse... But a sex party, you're supposed to have sex. A bathhouse, you don't have to have sex.
1: Okay, so what I'm saying is, let's say it's a sex party. Okay. You are hosting this sex party. Yes. You have the ability to say... I want person A, person B, person C, and D to be at this sex party. And you know who these people are. You invited them individually with the understanding of what they offer, what they're bringing to the table, what you are interested in. You actually have full control of who is at this sex party. And that's why I'm like, okay, I can fuck with a sex party because it's an understood, controlled environment versus a bathhouse. Where you go into a fucking dark room and you don't know who's trying to like poke you, touch that you, feel really? you, grab you.
0: Oh, you okay. Lost. I don't want that exactly. either. Exactly. And I only say that because I've had friends who went to bathhouses, but they didn't necessarily engage. Oh, you don't have to engage. But and, still, and that's that why doesn't... I would be more open to go to a bathhouse than but go see, to a sex party. But, because a sex party, you know what you're about to get into.
1: My point is, you don't have to engage at a bathhouse, but that doesn't stop anybody from trying you.
0: Well, they do that because, at a goddamn club. So my
1: point is, at a bathhouse, <laughs> the first rule is you have to be completely naked. And you have right. to put your stuff in the locker. So you're walking around... In a situation where, you know, you might go into like a darker area where it's random people that you can't even see touching and yeah. tugging and grabbing and
0: poking. They do that at clubs anyway. I think they I'm do. so, you. I'm so numb to that because yeah. literally I've been at a club and literally somebody started unbuttoning and un- unzipping and placing their hands in my pants. Like that has happened. I'm so numb when it comes to, that's why I don't see, go to clubs because see, it triggers this- me.
1: This the difference though. Like at a club, you have the opp. Well, I mean, you always had the opportunity to stop somebody, but like you had the opportunity to zip your pants back up. You're at a bathhouse. You don't have. You walk (laughs) to happen to pass by somebody that's just there on their knees in a corner, walking by, and they just grab your dick and just try to put force it in their mouth before you even have a chance to. You get what (laughs) I'm saying? Like it's. It's a very educational. I have to experience. Really quiet
0: my sexual, <laughs> I have to figure out like Alon. Really, what are you like? What is going on? Because it's yeah. a lot of shit that I don't like. Yeah. Like it don't. I don't know. How often do you reach a climax when having sex?
1: Uh, every time.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> okay. I actually get off on watching my my partner bus. How would you rate your sexual history? Explain. <laughs> How would you rate it from 1 to 10? I mean, I I would say a 10.
1: I've had a great sexual I history. I would
0: say so. Yeah. yeah. I would say so for you. Wait, All right. Hold
1: on. Wait, hold on. What you Wait, mean you would what? say so for me?
0: <laughs> Listen, you you've had that? a very colorful sexual history. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're very similar when it comes to that. Like, our exploratory time was very, very early. I guess it's also how you use it. Because just like what you said, you use sex to kind of cope, whereas I don't. You know, different strokes for different folk. Well, we're going to get off of that. But, yes, thank you, Brandon, for showing up yet again Mm -hmm. in less than a month to explain your dominant top ways and giving people the light but no like this ends the series y'all and i'm i'm low-key i'm exhausted with this bullshit because i feel like you know here's what i'll say a blanket statement just for the community i don't know if it's problematic i just feel like our community we are spectrum but i feel like also with that we have a spectrum of perspectives i think people form their own definitions and run with it i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing But I think that's just life, right? I think we have to do better about navigating through this because I feel like there's a lot of people that form their definitions and they could be absolutely clueless as to what they're doing and how they engage with people.
1: Real quick, I want to kind of add this real quick. So one thing that really just opened my mind, man, Noah's art. They painted out Wade to just be this most dominant, you know, DL type person. But as Mm -hmm. Wade went through his transition of understanding like what he was into and what he liked, by the end of that thing, Way was just like, "Listen, what happens in our bedroom is in our bedroom. I don't give a fuck who thinks whatever is going on. You, my partner, and we just gonna
0: do our thing. Period. You know. And that's me.
1: I feel like people be so kind of tied up on labels or you know what what's they even
0: label themselves. Like yeah. I see it a lot where it's like you know people are putting their bios like yeah.
1: I just really want to enjoy the person I'm with." Our community will be so much better if people would just stay out of other folks' business, for real. That's the Like, truth. <laughs> like it would just solve so many issues and, you know, keep so much drama down. Just, like, handle your own shit between you and your own partner. Stay out of other folks' business.
0: Just a lot of mixiness. Just yeah, just, mixiness. like,
1: let folks live their life, for real, for real. With that being said, I just want people to know that I'm not this bad person. I'm a good person. I'm just kidding. i am not toxic i'm a beautiful spirit yes you you are
0: you are beautiful you are toxic it's okay you're beautifully toxic that's that's lovely all right y'all you could um so brandon would you like to promote man i don't know i need to listen to this uh recording you back on instagram I you know i got your back (laughs) the other one didn't come out as bad i had your back Uh, listen
1: because listen I don't want to be out here like promoting my IG and people like oh so that's that nigga oh shit
0: (laughs) that'll happen That'll definitely happen. Oh, but I know. Nah, I try to protect people, no, because there's a lot of shit that I talk about on here. Like, nah, it's not gonna go on here. You can always follow us at a whole mood podcast. I mean, if you want to follow us on Twitter too, because I know Mark and Chris, they was trying to promote that ass. You can follow us on a whole mood pod on Twitter. Please rate, comment, like my show so that other people can listen to my show and have some idea on what's going on. I'm alone. That's Brandon. A whole mood. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.